It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brittany Thomas, registered and licensed dietitian, and this program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And today I am super excited about this morning's show, and I'm betting those of you listening are not going to want to change that radio dial for the next hour. First off, let me tell you that the title of today's show is one we have never touched on before. It's Concussions and the Role of Omega-3 Fatty Acids. And another reason you're going to love today's show is I have two great personalities joining me this morning. First, I would like to welcome my co-host, Cassie Wienis. Cassie is a registered and licensed dietitian who teaches a lot of our corporate classes as well as some of our in-house classes and, of course, helps out to host our radio program. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning. Thank you, Brittany, for that nice welcome. You know, even though these Saturdays get to be pretty early mornings for me because I drive in from the Albertville, Minnesota area, I really enjoy meeting up with you or any one of my other colleagues, for that matter, to share such great information with our listeners. And, boy, we have some great information to share this morning, don't we? So it makes the early mornings worth it. Before we go any further, the regular listeners out there know the routine. I have to give a big hello to my two biggest fans listening back home. So hello to my fourth grader, Riley. Now I could also call him number 10 on the St. Michael Albertville traveling basketball team. I didn't tell you when we were in the break room, when I get home today, I'll have enough time maybe to take a quick bathroom break, grab a fresh glass of water or bottle of water, and we're out the door again because Riley has a basketball tournament in White Bear Lake. Oh, wow. Which for us is kind of the other side of of Minnesota. (laughs) So we're going to have a lot of fun cheering him on. And hello to my second grader, Marissa. Now, Marissa has some serious basketball skills, too. So I'm figuring we have eight, maybe 10 years ahead of us of some really fun fun. sports. So I I really hope gas prices stay (laughs) as low as they are because we're on the road a lot. But it's a lot of fun. But back to business. Now, Brittany, you mentioned you're on the air with two people this morning. And while I might have the gift to Gab that has earned me a spot here beside you today, I don't have anything on our special guest this morning. I am in awe of his expertise and his credentials and the information he has to share with us today. I am too. And this is a very timely topic because as I'm sure all of you know, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. And we are so lucky to have as our special guest this morning, Dr. Michael Lewis. Dr. Lewis is a founder and president of the Brain Health Education and Research Foundation. He is a graduate of the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. He completed medical school at Tulane University School of Medicine in New Orleans and did his postgraduate work at Walter Reed Medical Center, the John Hopkins University School of Public Health, and the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. And currently, Dr. Lewis's passion and focus is on the clinical use of omega-3 fatty acids for the prevention, treatment, and rehabilitation of brain injuries. And today, we will be talking a lot about those omega-3s 
and how they can potentially help those who have suffered a concussion. So welcome, Dr. Lewis, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. I'm curious. You're out in Washington, D.C., right? I am. How much snow is on the ground there? Well, it's been melting the last couple of days. Uh, we did get about two and a half feet. Uh, oh, you, oh, wow. You know, uh, what, about a week ago, I guess it was? And um, But it's been slowly melting, and we've had a couple warm days. Yeah, we were hearing about you on the news, and glad we were here in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how to handle the snow a lot better than we do. Yeah, yes, we're pretty used to it. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Well, again, welcome and thanks for joining us. And let's just get started with the basics. So in simple terms, what is a concussion? Well, in the, in the most basic terms, a concussion is essentially a bruising of the brain. And the, the bigger question is, you know, how does that happen? You know, if you're wearing a helmet, for example, playing hockey or football, you know, can you prevent a concussion? But if you think about it, you know, a quarterback gets sacked and he, he gets uh, he slams his head against the uh, the turf. Or, you know, you're talking about your kids playing basketball and a kid falls backwards and hits his head on the basketball court. That uh, sudden stop, even if you're wearing a helmet, doesn't keep the brain from hitting the inside of the, the skull and causing that bruising that can be so devastating and cause a lot of problems with uh, concussions. And just uh, a quick note that... We're talking about the primary injury there, but there's also this whole secondary injury where that that bruising basically causes uh, an inflammatory cascades to start happening, and those continue for minutes, hours, days, weeks, even months, and that can be just as devastating as the initial injury. Right. Wow. So there's there's certainly potential short term consequences. Um... My, when you were talking about basketball and hitting the floor, my niece just did that this year and kind of lost consciousness for a little bit and, and had some headaches afterwards. You know, those would be short-term consequences. But I'm curious, what are some other short-term consequences from a brain injury like that, and what are some long-term consequences from that concussion? Well, well the, the short-term consequences are should be relatively obvious. Um, you know, loss of consciousness, right. obviously, is a major concern. Um, and we've all seen people, whether it's on TV or in person, you know, they get up from an injury like that and they just sort of wobble. They, mm-hmm. You know, they've lost their balance. And, you know, those are short-term things. And, and over the, you know, say for the rest of the day, there might be headaches, might be blurred vision, and so on. My concern is much more about the longer-term consequences. And I don't mean, like, really long-term, like 40 years later, where we see the NFL players, for example, uh, some, a number of them being um, after on autopsy having diagnosed of CTE, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I'm, right. I'm thinking, you know, more, maybe I should call medium-term consequences. So perhaps you have, you know, a fourth grader who has a concussion playing basketball, and they seem to be fine, but all of a sudden they've gone from sort of an A student down to all of a sudden they're really struggling in school a month later. And that's a much, mm-hmm. much bigger concern. We talk about return to play, and, uh, you know, we're, we become a little bit focused on sports and in this country. But my bigger concern is we have, 
44 million kids playing sports in the United States, and, you know, return to learn is a much, much bigger deal and, and not so well defined, and, and we need to pay attention to that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, like many parents, worry about my kids getting injured playing sports, but not just that. I worry about out on the playground, they play mm-hmm. on cement, our driveway that they like to run around in, and, you know, r- they run hard. It can be during play, too. If if it were to happen that your child does hit the floor hard or hit the driveway hard, what what's the first thing, I guess, a parent should do? Do, do you rush well, them to the doctor? Do you wait and see? Well, the most important thing, and, and I, I, I'm going to put this in context of, say, team sports, um, and, and let me just preface this by saying I'm a huge team sports fan. I, I think that... Uh, life is a team sport, and we got to get our kids off the couch and away from the Xbox and out playing sports. I think that the advantages, the, the benefits of playing team sports in all sports, uh, not just the exercise, but the lessons that you learn, how to be a member of a team, how to mm-hmm. persevere when you're down, and how to be a leader. I think those far outweigh the, bene- uh, the, the risks of team sports, but we need to learn to mitigate the risks. So if you're a parent watching your, your grade schooler out playing um, soccer, for example, and you see something that's a concern, there's maybe, you know, the coaches didn't catch it or, or the referee didn't catch it, and there's a concern that a kid may have had a contact to the head that's a concern, a player, uh, a team, uh, you know, uh, a teammate, a coach, a parent, anybody should grab, you know, stop the play, grab that kid, and get him out of harm's way. And it goes the same if it's something skateboarding in the in the driveway. Is the worst thing that can happen is that you get a second injury on top of the first injury. So you really got to get okay. the kids out of the harm way and get them off to uh, to be evaluated. Okay. Wow. Okay, you know what? It Should, is about time it? for our first well, I break. I have, like commercial break I have <laughs> lots of more questions, yes. but shoot, we got to take commercial. Will you stay with us, Dr. Lewis? Absolutely. Okay. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And concussions really have been in the media a lot lately. Um, Like Dr. Lewis mentioned earlier regarding the NFL, and I'm sure many of you have heard about the new movie Concussion. And a lot of this recent news coverage on concussions involves CTE, which I'm sure most of you have heard that thrown around, but really have wondered, what is that? Well, CTE stands for Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy, which is a progressive degenerative disease of the brain found in individuals with a history of repetitive brain trauma, including symptomatic concussions, as well as asymptomatic subconcussive hits to the head. Stay tuned. During the next break, I will discuss more information and statistics about CTE. But if you have any questions for us today about concussions, we'd love to hear from you. Call us at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you're just joining us, we're here today talking about 
Concussions and the Role of Omega-3 Fatty Acids. I'm Cassie Wienis, licensed and registered dietitian. I'm filling in for Dar today. She really wanted to be here, but sometimes life happens and you just don't get to do what you wanted to do. But I just want to let everybody know it's because of her that we have this wonderful guest on today. So um, accolades are in order. Thank you, Dar. And I'm here today with Brittany Thomas, who's also a registered dietitian, and we have special guest and expert on today's topic, Dr. Michael Lewis, here to talk about his research on concussions. Before we get back to Dr. Lewis and all of his great information, I just want to share a comment from a, an individual who took our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. And I, I want to share this because we do have our series starting up again here soon, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you hear feedback from class members and you're sitting on the fence as to whether or not you should sign up for this series, it might sway you one way or the other. So this is from one of our recent class participants in the Nutrition for Weight Loss series. She said, I went off of cholesterol medication and I'm concentrating better and I don't have diabetes anymore. That is huge. Amazing. And I don't think everybody out there listening realizes that if you catch it soon enough, you can reverse Mm -hmm. diabetes. Mm-hmm. You can reverse it by eating real food. The Nutrition for Weight Loss series will begin the week of February 16th. So coming up here really soon. We're open for registration right now. It's going to be offered in several areas throughout the Twin Cities. We're offering it in YZ, in Woodbury, in Mendota Heights, in our Lakeville office, and also at our St. Paul office. So hopefully there's some place that's near you if you're interested in taking it. You can call the ladies at the front desk this morning to learn more or to sign up. Our front desk number is 651-699-3438. And don't you get a little discount if you have a friend or you sister or a mom join you? So if you can bring somebody along to do it. And yes, it's fun and it's easier to to put it into practice when you get out in the real world if you have a friend or a family member that Mm -hmm. that knows all the great information, too. Now, we had a caller call in during break, but she didn't want to go on air Do you want to sort of pose that question to Dr. Lewis? So her question was, uh, if symptoms from concussions can last even years afterwards. So this caller, her son, his last concussion was four years ago, and he's still having some symptoms, like not being able to think clearly. Some anxiety Mm -hmm. she mentioned. So could that be linked back to that concussion that was four years ago, Dr. Lewis? Absolutely. Uh, those kind of symptoms can last literally the rest of one's life if they're not properly addressed. And more importantly, I, I address it through your area of interest. Is I, I address those things mainly through nutrition. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, um, Brittany, you were wanting to ask a question of Dr. Lewis, and I think that would really probably give this listener some great motivation. Didn't you have a a question in mind about um, success stories? Yes. You know, we everybody loves to hear success stories, and I know that you've had some great success using fish oil to assist the recovery of victims of traumatic brain injury. So can you share one or two of your success stories for us? Well, let me, let me share two. Um, and one's a sort of a dramatic case, and one's probably a little bit... Uh, more uh, kind of a longer-term case, which I think uh, people will find interesting. Uh, so the first one is one of, one of the first people that I dealt with 
was this severe car accident, uh, traumatic brain injury, and um, a high school senior. And the family asked me if I thought that high dose of omega-3 uh, fatty acids from fish oil might help. And I, so I talked to the neurosurgeon and convinced her to start pouring um, fish oil down, down the feeding tube. They didn't expect this kid to survive, actually, even the weekend. And just to really wrap it up quick is three months later, he went to his high school graduation. And a couple of years later, now he's a full-time college student. And oh we, published, we published that in a scientific uh, literature, um, and it got picked up by Sanjay Gupta and, and uh, made into a, uh, a major segment on the Sanjay Gupta show on CNN, which really kind of elevated it and and, um, and certainly got the word out there quite a bit. On the longer term, I always like to talk about this one particular case because he's just this great guy and if I said the name most people if you're a true football fan would know exactly who it is but it's a it's and I won't say um, (laughs) it's a a guy who was an all-american football player uh, in college um, had a I think it was 13 year career in the NFL nine nine time pro bowl three super bowl rings um, you know, just a great guy, and he's about six in his early sixties now. And uh, and a few years ago, I got introduced to him, and he was having those types of symptoms that you described: the anxiety, lack of energy, uh, the brain fog, difficulty, you know, thinking. But he's a really active guy. He's he's on TV as an analyst. He's got his own radio show. He's got a foundation, so he's really really active, and. I got him started on uh, what I call the Omega Protocol um, that I publish on my website, which is brainhealtheducation.org. And the Omega Protocol, I start people off on a really high dose of fish oil. In terms of capsules, I start people on 15 capsules a day. So he divided, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, five capsules, three times a day. And um, and a couple, and then I taper down over over a few weeks and. A couple weeks, maybe five weeks after he got started with that, Junior Seau committed suicide. And I knew he had played with him and knew him, obviously. And and so I called this guy up, and I I said, you know, just thinking about you, uh, you know, because of the Junior Seau thing, and I want to check to see how you're doing. And he, um, and also you should be down on the maintenance dose. And he goes, maintenance? No way. He goes, I'm still taking 15 a day because I like how it makes me feel. And he goes, if I, I'm traveling for work and I forget to take fish oil with me, and, you know, throw it in the bag, I end up and think I can go a couple of days without it. You know, two or three days later, my energy starts to fall off. The brain fog starts to come back. And I end up buying another bottle of fish oil. Uh, whatever city I'm in, I'm collecting bottles of fish oil. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so um, it it brings up a couple of points. You, it, it's never too late. So here's a guy that yeah. hadn't played football in 25 years and was having the symptoms from his football days. And we were able to improve his symptoms within two, three days, uh, really pretty much eliminate them. Um, but it's just nutrition. It's not a cure. It's not a drug. It's, you know, so we're not 
reversing necessarily the damage that was done, but you're supporting it with good nutrition that helps eliminate the symptoms in a very natural way, without the drugs, without the pharmaceuticals. So exactly. I, Wow. I love that statement. It's never too late. And it re- when you're talking about the second scenario, Dr. Lewis, it reminds me of something I read on your website this past week. It was a quote from you, and you're going to be able to fill in the blanks here. But you were, you were stating how much of our brain, and Brittany and I know this, but I, I think it's fascinating, much of our brain um, is fat, and of that healthy fat, the majority should be the DHA, which is a component of omega-3s, like you were mentioning. And so you, in this quote on your, I think I was on your website, but it was a quote from you, and it said, um, you know, if the brain is kind of broken, and the bricks of the brain are DHA, why not try to fix things by building it back up with what it, you know, inherently is made from? Do you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah, I I kind of put it as, and it was one of the, you know, I it's not like I was born with all this knowledge, and they, and they didn't even teach any of this in medical school. Right. So when I when I came across this concept, and I kind of put two and two and two together, and came up with some odd number, <laughs> um, because it just sort of made basic sense to me. It's like if, and and this leads into kind of the quote that I, I've been known for is that so if you have a brick wall and it gets damaged, wouldn't you want to use bricks to repair the wall? Mm-hmm. And DHA are basically the bricks of the brain. And so That's why what not, it was. <laughs> so why not back up a big truck full of DHA mm-hmm. bricks and dump it on the brain and saturate the brain to help the brain be able to heal? Awesome. Yes, makes makes, yeah, so makes much total sense. sense. We have a caller on the line, but I think we'll get back to her on the other side of break because we got to mm-hmm. go to commercial again. Yes. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutrition Weight and Wellness. And during the first break, I was talking about CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And the brain degeneration is associated with memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, depression, and eventually progressive dementia. And these symptoms can begin months, years, or even decades after the last brain trauma. In a recent study done by the Department of Veterans Affairs and Boston University tested 91 deceased NFL players for CTE, and 87 out of the 91 were found to have the disease. That is over 95%. Wow. Yeah. And so as you can imagine, there's a lot more research being done about this, and hopefully lead to some ways to prevent CTE. But if you have a question for Dr. Lewis today, please call us at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Um, Most of you listening, if you've been listening since the top of the hour, know that we are talking about concussions and the role of omega-3 fatty acids. I'm Cassie. I'm here with Brittany this morning. We're both registered dietitians. We're honored to have Dr. Michael Lewis join us today to talk about his research on concussions. You know, when we went to break, Brittany, you were talking about CTE, chronic traumatic Mm -hmm. encephalopathy. Wow. I said it right. (laughs) It is a mouthful. It just made me think, this is just something to think about. I really, you know, don't have a strong opinion one way or the other, but there's been so much buzz lately about the 
the American Crime Story series that's mm-hmm. on right now with O.J. Simpson and the murder trial mm-hmm. and all of that. Again, I haven't watched it. I've just been hearing the buzz, but it makes me wonder if O.J. Simpson, after all those years in football, was suffering some from some long-lasting effects from something like CTE. Yeah, and you know, I think we're just going to keep and continue hearing more, more and, and more, more about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get right back into the topic in just a couple seconds. We have some callers on the line, and we're going to let Dr. Lewis answer their questions. But before we do that, I just want to mention to the listeners out there in the Minnesota area that we have a great class coming up called Nutrition for Young Adults. It's going to be on the night, <clears throat> excuse me, on the night of February 24th from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Mississippi Market right here in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is a really great opportunity for any young adults in your life. It can get them started on their healthy habits of eating real food as a young adult, and this will help prevent illness and disease in adulthood. If you're interested in learning more or you want to sign up, call the girls at the St. Paul office this morning at 651-699-3438. And we have Pamela. She's been waiting quite a while on line one with a question about omega-3s and Alzheimer's. Pamela, are you there? Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Thank you for asking, uh, giving me an opportunity to ask a question. I have a couple of them. I'll make them quick. The first one is, can omega-3 reverse the progression of other neurological conditions such as Alzheimer's, dementia, Asperger's, and the second question is, can you more or less overdose on omega-3? I heard somewhere along the line that it does slim your, uh, excuse me, thin your blood out. So is there a tipping point where, um, I heard the doctor mention 15 capsules. I don't know if that's a 1,000 mg per capsule, but is there a tipping point in each human body where you start getting adverse side effects? Great questions. Um, Dr. Lewis, do you want to comment on that first one? Do you have much insight into the area of Alzheimer's and dementia and and the power of omega-3s? Well, the the best answer is that we, you know, number one is in reality, we really don't know. I mean, we're just really starting to explore the science behind all of this. Um, good nutrition probably can help stave off uh, Alzheimer's and other situations. But you remember that we're talking about nutrition. We're not talking about a drug. You know, we're not talking about a cure. So uh, whether we're talking about autism or uh, any other neurologic disease, you know, one of the things about autism, for example, is it's very common that uh, you have an autistic kid and they have these outbursts of of anger in many ways or these outbursts and what i've found just anecdotally is that omega 3s when given at the right levels and there's ways to measure the blood to make sure you're at the right levels uh and in fact one of the best uh labs in the country one of the original labs in the country is right up in uh, in the Minneapolis St. Paul area I'll give a shout out to Doug Beavis and uh in Lipid Lab it was probably the original lab that started looking at uh, omega-3 uh, blood levels. And so when you get to good blood levels of omega-3s, because it gets back to you are what you eat, but we can also measure that, you can decrease those outbursts, whether it's in dementia, whether it's in um, uh, at the end of life, 
or whether it's with autism, but you're not reversing it. You're not curing the autism or dementia, but you're just helping with the, the symptoms. Okay. And overdose, do you, have you heard of a limit, you know, of, of giving too much? I think if I remember right from the work we've done, you can go pretty darn high, mm-hmm. um, you know, if somebody's on a blood thinner or there's certain concerns like that, certainly you would have a limit. But what are your thoughts? Well, it's, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. And, uh, in fact, I just saw a patient yesterday who has been on 40 grams of fish oil for three and a half years now uh, following a severe car accident, uh, and she's in her early 60s. Is she turning and into a fish? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I keep trying to tell her husband that we need to cut back and cut back. He won't do it. Um, so... There's never been, now everybody wants to talk about blood thinning, and of course that's just a way to visualize, like a brick wall kind of thing. You, it, you know, fish oil doesn't thin the blood. What right. it does, it makes the platelets in your blood less able to clot, and that's one of the main reasons why it's so heart healthy is if you think about it, we tell we have no problem telling people to take an aspirin a day when they're over 50 to help prevent heart attacks. Well, an aspirin a day basically blocks the enzyme process of clotting um, on the omega-6 side, which are very, omega-6s are very pro-inflammatory and pro-thrombotic. They, right. they promote clotting. So basically we take an aspirin a day to stop that process from happening. Omega-3s work on the other side of the equation and plus up the natural way to balance that system so that the blood doesn't clot as easily, but you get the huge side effects that you want. You get the brain fog gets taken care of. Uh, Omega-3s are very good to control inflammation uh, throughout the whole body, but certainly in the brain. They actually help promote and are the foundation to help neurogenesis, create new connections between the neurons in our brain and throughout our nervous system. Uh, There's just all these great possibilities that that omega-3s can do, and yet when we interact with the modern medical system and your classically trained doctors, they're going to say, no, you've had a stroke, let's put you on Coumadin and, or heparin or aspirin, and you shouldn't take omega-3s because it might make your, make, keep your blood from clotting. And that, to me, is just completely backwards. You've got a drug that completely eliminates the ability for blood to clot, but yet that same doctor is going to tell you fish oil is bad for you because it might cause you to bleed. Uh, that just is completely completely absurd to me. And I'm glad you said it because you were able to say it because you have, you know, the same credentials credentials behind your name. Wonderful. Um, See, we have another great question it looks like on the line. Let's go to Mary on line two. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Mary. You had a question about continuing sports after a concussion? Uh, Yes. Um, My son is 17 and he had concussions at age five. Uh, 14 from football and 16 from soccer. And I've told him he can continue to play soccer as long as he doesn't head the ball. And that restriction didn't go over well with him or his coach. Uh, he's quite tall and in a position where he should head the ball by definition of the position, apparently. But anyway, I took him into a uh, brain specialist and 
to my surprise, the doctor said there is no problem really in heading the ball as long as he heads it off a throw, not off a kick, and doesn't put himself in a position where he's going to crack heads with another kid, which is how his last concussion occurred. And I'm just wondering, I was surprised to hear that, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I thought I would get your opinion on whether you've seen or think there's a risk of ongoing concussions based on a soccer player heading the ball, um, and apparently with the limitation of off a throw versus the kick. Well, I I would actually agree with uh, with that assessment that uh, there's a major major difference between heading a ball off of a throw versus off of a kick, and the biggest problem and the one that causes the biggest issues with concussions are the collisions that occur when going for the header, not necessarily the ball you know heading the ball itself. That said. Every time you head the ball, that is a it's it's like two uh, linemen playing football that are hitting each other, you know. But they're not. It's not this big devastating hit. So the question mm-hmm. is, the accumulation of all these little hits is that going to do more damage over the long run? Um, and that's of some controversy. We don't. The bottom line is, we don't really know. Um, obviously, the best way to prevent a concussion is to not not hit your head, uh, but that's that's easier said than done. I I look at it from the inside out. What can we do to increase the resilience of the brain to withstand the injury in the first place? And and that's by getting our bodies and our brains in balance nutritionally. Uh, and I think that now there's no we. You know, to do this, this study would cost tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, and you'd need tens of thousands of people to do a prophylactic or preventive type of study. So it's never going to be done. But mm-hmm. it just makes common sense that if you can improve the resilience of the brain to withstand injury in the first place, or if an injury does occur, you have the right balance of omega-3s on board already, that's going to go a long way towards uh, long-term good health. Great, mm-hmm. great question. And yeah, thank yeah. Thank you, Mary, for listening. We are going to take our last commercial break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I just have a quick, exciting tidbit to share before we go to break. Did you know that we have our own app? I mean, seriously, yes. this is cool so stuff. Cool. So we have a new Dishing Up Nutrition app. You can download it on your iPhone, of course, but it's also available on the Android phones. And what's great is if you miss our show Saturday morning, because maybe you want to sleep in or whatever, you can pull up your Dishing Up Nutrition app, say Monday when you have time, and the previous weekend's show will be uploaded. I think it usually takes until Monday, Mm -hmm. from Saturday to Monday, and then it's uploaded on this Dishing Up Nutrition app. Plus, you have access to hundreds of past Dishing Up Nutrition shows at the touch of a finger. Yeah, so easy. My dad has actually been using it. And let's just say he's not very tech savvy. So all of you could definitely utilize this. Wonderful. That's really cute. So if you have a question for us today, call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And we are here today talking about concussions and the role of omega-3 fatty acids. And I'm Brittany Thomas, licensed and registered dietitian. And I'm here with Cassie Wienis, who's also a registered and licensed dietitian. And today our show is extra special 
because we have Dr. Michael Lewis here with us to talk about concussions. And during our show today, we've been learning about the important role of omega-3s in concussions. But did you know there are dozens of other benefits of omega-3 fatty acids? And Dr. Lewis um, alluded to this as well, but some of the benefits could include helping improve skin conditions, joint pain, heart disease, cognitive function, mental health, and type 2 diabetes. And the list goes on. Because most of us don't eat enough fatty fish to get our omega-3s, supplementing is a good idea for most of us. And it just so happens that this month we are highlighting the Nutri-Key brand of omega-3s by offering 15% off the whole month of February, both in-store and online. That's perfect for today's show, yes. but I bet their thought was February is heart month. Yes. And there's such a link yes. there between the benefits of heart health. Yeah, cool. and you can go to... Uh, www.weightandwellness.com to find more out about it or to order online. And you are so right, Brittany. Omega-3s, like you said, have so many benefits to our health. I have my husband take them. Certainly, I take them every day. Even my kids take them in liquid form. And you mentioned, Brittany, that many of us don't eat enough fatty fish, fish, which is absolutely true. But I think the really sad part is, even if we wanted to eat that fatty Mm -hmm. fish every day and we're willing to cook it up, We shouldn't because of the mercury and lead contamination. And that's a really good point with supplements, too. You know, I always get the question, how do I know what's a good supplement? And because they're not regulated, we really need to be a detective. So for fish oil, you want to make sure that it says purified to remove uh, mercury and lead. And then you want to have a GMP stamp, Good Manufacturing Practice, is what that stands for. It means it's been third-party tested. Those are good points. Another way to do it is to buy from a nutritionist's office like ourselves, because we only buy um, what's called pharmaceutical grade. So they've actually been tested three times Mm -hmm. throughout the year, these factories, um, instead of just once. Or a a, uh, chiropractor that's selling supplements would have a very high quality. But if you're in the natural section of the grocery store or at the co-op, like you mentioned, Brittany, look for GMP or look Mm -hmm. for it to say somewhere that it is. I think it'll often say molecularly distilled to remove contaminants. Um, Oh boy, where to go? We have callers on the line. Brittany and I have a bunch Mm -hmm. of questions we still want to ask. We wish we could stick around even longer. Uh, Should we... Let's have yeah. him review the omega-3 protocol because I think that might answer a couple callers' questions mm-hmm. that we may or may not be able to get to today by just asking Dr. Lewis to review mm-hmm. the omega-3 protocol for brain injury. You, you mentioned it sort of before, but could you go over that again? What are the steps when you are prescribing omega-3s? Well, without getting into the quality and, and stuff like that, then you bring up a good point that it, you can't necessarily just look at a bottle and say, oh, this is good quality, and people, right. of course, want the best deal, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you get what you pay for uh, exactly. in many cases. Um, and so when I, well, number one, the best answer is tons of information. So when I retired from the military a couple of years ago, I started um, a nonprofit called Brain Health Education, and you can find lots of information at brainhealtheducation.org or brainhealtheducation.org. And um, and one of the things, one of the many things on there besides lots of good information is what I call just 
simply the Omega Protocol, which anybody can use. I've used it with healthy people to prove my point, um, but people all around the world have used it. I get about a 1,000 hits a day on my website, and you can download the Omega Protocol for free. It's just the, there. It's my it's a nonprofit, so I make it available for free, trying to change the world and do some good. And so it basically starts off with five capsules three times a day, and I recommend that you do that for about a week, and then download or down uh, downsize <laughs> to um, um, twice a day, so five capsules twice a day, and then. I, I believe that a good healthy level should be um, you take four or five capsules of good quality fish oil every single day. I, I start my day with five capsules every single day. My wife does, my two teenagers do, including my 15-year-old who plays high school football. So um, I, I feel incredibly strong about good level of nutrition and you're right you don't necessarily get that from the food supply in america today so and And how many can i ask sorry dr lewis but um while i'm thinking of it how many milligrams this is much as much for my personal information as to, to benefit the listeners but when you're saying like four to five capsules it sounds like kind of maintenance once you get there um would that be like a thousand milligrams per one capsule, or sometimes you'll see bottles that it's five hundred milligrams per one capsule? Well, uh, true, and and so you know to keep it as generic Simple. and uh, you know to broad reaching and straightforward as possible, I say five capsules. But okay. of course, it it becomes much more complicated when you want to dig into it. Um, so if you're taking five good quality thousand milligram capsules. Uh, what it should provide you is around 3,000 milligrams of the, in those five capsules, 3,000 milligrams of the two long-chain omega-3s that are really important, the initials being EPA and DHA. And so it's interesting to note that the FDA recognizes, and they call it generally recognized as safe, 3,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA daily is generally recognized as safe. In Europe and Canada, it's actually 5,000 milligrams, so the U.S. is a lot more conservative about that. Um, But five capsules gives you about 3,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA, and that's, I push the limits because I right. I know our bodies as Americans are way out of balance. I did a study with the NIH a couple of years ago looking at suicides in the military, and what we found was that the levels of DHA in our blood were just profoundly low. Oh. And the, even as low as they were, we were still able to show that low levels of DHA in the blood corresponded to a 62% increased risk in suicide. In our military population, and that, and we talk about that balance of omega sixes and omega threes. We're so out of balance that we determined that balance in the U.S. military was twenty five to one. Oh. Not there's no balance there. It's, no. it's not even a fair fight. So, no. it's really important. 
Oh. To, uh, to supplement your omega threes, it is really important. I think you know people are always looking for a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the omega threes mm-hmm. first. I have a million more questions in my head I could ask you, Doctor Lewis, but <laughs> we're up against the clock. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Doctor Lewis and his work, visit his website at brainhealtheducation.org. dot Thank you so much for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and stay tuned because next week we are going to discuss how to avoid the complications of diabetes with Brenna and Cassie will be back with you next week. And I look forward to it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.